0: Okay, then. Ron Wolfley. Ron Wolfley. What is up? Witchbuster. Extraordinaire. Love that guy. Luke Lipinski. Yay. Wolf and Luke. Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Live from the auction community studios on this. Friday morning, it is the Wolf and Luke show. I'm Luke. Wolf, what's going on? Oh, not much, Luke. How you doing, buddy? Uh, I'm good. I almost went down a dark path last night, okay? Four days of darkness. No, not that dark of a path. Okay. Not not the sort of path that leads to you playing for the New York Jets. I got home from the Coyotes game and watched the end of the ASU game, right? Yes. Almost broke the cardinal rule of uh, I was sending a tweet out at like 1230. Fell asleep as I was sending it. So that could have been really dangerous. <laughs> dangerous <laughs> tweeting at night, yes. I woke in the up wee hours of the morning. It was just a half written tweet that I was just like, all right, fine, I'll just. Uh, so we've got a lot going on. <laughs> and um, yesterday in particular, after the show. Things got a little weird with the uh, Hollywood Brown Kelvin Beecham stuff. We'll yeah, get into that shortly. Weird. Yes, uh, we got ASU. I think they've done enough to where they should be in the tournament. Here we go. Stance all along, but okay. you know we'll see what happens. Uh, so the, if they win tonight, they're definitely in. Yes. Uh, but we also got the update on Kevin
1: Durant. Reevaluated in three weeks. Yeah, you know what, Tom? I was so dead wrong on this, onions, and, and, you know, it feels good to admit it once again. <laughs> it feels good. Kind of like going to confession from time to time. I, I Not that I ever do. I do that every day, ladies and gentlemen, in my own prayers. But some of you go to confession, of course. You know how that feels to actually say it and get it over with, right? Except I admit, wish you were right this time. Admit your fault. What? Except I wish you would have been right. (laughs) Kevin Durant, for whatever reason, went out and rolled his ankle badly enough where he's going to miss at least three weeks and yet finished his workout. (laughs) What? Uh, Okay, that's the part. I just can't get over it. I can't. There's a lot of parts of this. He's a, I can't <laughs> he's a professional athlete. He's a professional athlete. He's done this before. He, he knows what when you rolled your ankle and when you didn't. Man, maybe I should get off this thing because it's still hurting me as I'm going through this 10-minute workout after. KD, what are you doing? Oh, maybe he was just trying to deny that it even happened. Maybe that was it. I could, I could
0: absolutely see myself in that position being like, nah, I'm good. I can, I can, cause warm ups are warm ups. Like, I get it. I hear what you're saying. Like, if it's this bad, then you feel it in warm ups. It's not just like, oh, okay, it's magically better. But warm ups aren't the game. So maybe you're trying to convince yourself I'm fine. Maybe you're like, did that really just happen? Maybe you're running on adrenaline because this is supposed to be your first home game and, you're, and it's not that far away from starting. Um, but. At the same time, you're right. It's just strange that you can finish warm ups, but then you're yeah. out. It's not three weeks. It's at least three weeks. It's reevaluated
1: <sighs> yes. in three weeks. Oh my goodness! I do Will you stop saying it that way? Sorry. I'm, can you say it a different way? <laughs> okay. Please? Let me see. Less so, than four weeks. There you go. I I thought Mel um, actually made a salient point and. Um, It was really interesting to hear her talking about that very thing, that maybe he was in denial because he was looking around at all these people that actually came to see him play. I think that's a salient point right there. I really do believe that that's a human moment from Kevin Durant, looking around saying, no, 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 no. That did not just happen. I think that's it. That did not happen, and that does make a lot of sense.
0: I think it goes back to what you were saying yesterday, too, how important it is to just get this home debut out of the way because it's kind of hanging over everybody now. It's supposed to be a party like Devin Booker said, but now it's just kind of like, all right, we have to throw another party. Like how many? We already set up for the first party and then we had to cancel it. I, I think there was probably an element if, I mean, just put yourself in his, maybe not his shoes, I don't know what happened with that shoe, but just put yourself in his position yeah. of like, okay, everybody's here to see me tonight. That's why ticket prices were triple what they were. <laughs> should I <laughs> should I really just roll my ankle on. and warm and People are watching me in warm-ups. Like how no. often do you really get Watched in warmups. And so you're like, I just rolled my
1: ankle and everybody's watching me in warmups. I'm just going to keep going. I'll be fine. Okay. So you're thinking of that right there. Just the fact that it happened. And you're saying, no, 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 that did not just happen. Yeah. I think that's what I, it was. I, I am going to complete this workout. I'm going to ignore, ignore it. La, 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 la. la. <laughs> right. I, maybe that's what he was doing. The very human moment right there of not wanting to limp off. Can you imagine if right there in the yeah. warmup? (laughs) oh man all these people and he limps off after rolling his ankle inexplicably Rolling, yeah, I, again, did you see him slip? Because I didn't see him slip. I didn't see him slip. I keep I watching it. So I don't see the slip. Yeah, I, just, I just see yeah. him roll the ankle, and it kind of looked like he slipped because he rolled his ankle. Look, it, it, and I don't need the still
0: photo anymore. I appreciate people sending it, but the photo where his ankle looks like it's a 90-degree angle. I know. Sometimes, though, when you roll your ankle really bad, if somebody was, like, filming you and had a... It doesn't look great. Like, you don't roll your ankle and be like, oh, this made my day better. Like, it's it doesn't... It's not good. So when you have a... a still photo of it it looks terrible i will i will grant you that um 3 weeks is putting the suns in kind of a tough spot though because if you go 3 weeks from yesterday they've got 16 games left if you go 3 weeks from yesterday that takes you to march 30th that means he's being reevaluated with 6 games left in the season oh man and Again, I will keep coming back to what I was saying before he even played a game for the Suns. He doesn't need a ton of time. Six games is plenty for him. But as a team, they've got to play some games together before they play Golden State in the first round of the playoffs. I
1: know that I, I totally agree with your assessment right there. It's not KD playing with the Suns as much as it's the Suns playing with KD. Does that make sense? It's just, it's it's them being a team. Yes. It's everybody else around him actually acclimating to their role, whatever role that is, because KD isn't in the lineup. Now, all of a sudden, KD is in the lineup, and your role changes a little bit. And also, when you're out on the floor playing with them, it's just everybody becoming very familiar with everybody else. Their role, and not only that, but how you actually play when you're on the court together.
0: Well the worst thing about this is in times like this isn't it it's it's just better to find somebody to be angry at right whose fault is it? it's not anybody's fault Kevin Durant didn't want to roll his ankle he wanted to play in the game you can get mad at Mikel Bridges for being great in Brooklyn no we're all we're all pulling for Mikel Bridges you can be mad at James Jones and Matt Ishbia for pulling off an amazing trade no you got to make that trade that's the sort of trade you make before you win a championship it's just bad luck Which is like the worst thing you can tell an Arizona sports fan. Because at this point, Arizona sports fans aren't like, I can't believe
1: this. It's, yeah, that's what happens to us. Yeah. You know, and just getting back to playing together as well. Did you hear Chris Paul? Did you hear Chris Paul and his quote right there? Yeah. I know we're going to get into this a little bit, but uh, I thought it was very interesting. Because he's dead on. He's right you know, it, it, it's about trying to come together with the guys and knowing the guys that you have. I'm paraphrasing what he said. We'll get into this a little bit deeper as the show unfolds. But this is the reason why it's a bit of a concern to me. It's I'm not terrified. I'm not horrified. I'm not going to panic. I'm not reaching for the panic button. But the the fact that a lot of guys have to get used to those roles again and get used to playing with KD. On the floor, Um it matters. It, it does. It's it's it, it's not the end of their season.
0: I mean, he's going to be back, but it's not nothing either. Because again, you're not starting. This is this is not. Hey, we're the one seed and we're on cruise control, and the West is top heavy, and that eighth seed is going to be a pushover in round one. You're gonna have at most now six games as a team before you play either Golden State or Dallas or the Clippers in the first round I'd still pick the Suns over two of those teams for sure. Golden State I gotta see how they play but uh, but uh it's it's definitely something now and uh, that's not really what you were looking for. The Madness tips off next week and with it comes your chance to win the Arizona Sports Bracket Bucks presented by Santan Ford and Schwartz Laser Eye Center. So text BUCKS to 62620 to sign up receive your bracket and compete for your shot at over $3,000 in prizes if you're Before Sunday, you're going to be entered to win a $200 gift card courtesy of Mavericks in Scottsdale as well. So text box to 620 620. All right, when we come back, Hollywood Brown made his feelings known about some recent comments about Kyler Murray. Is he right? We'll get into that next. It's Wolf and Luke on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Wolf and Luke, Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. is just a sea of texts trying people trying to explain to me why Oklahoma State who has four less wins than ASU should get in over ASU if that's the case that's great then why are we playing the games yeah I mean it's just it's just like well they lost to better teams my stance on quality losses Wolf and you're going to hear this a lot probably in the next few days is I could go stand in the middle of the court and lose to Kansas does that make me tournament eligible
1: yeah yeah but it wouldn't be quality
0: no but it would be a quality opponent I lost to right it would not be destroyed. I would but That doesn't matter, apparently. It just matters who you lose to. Uh, That's not what we're talking about here, though. We are going to talk a little football because Kelvin Beecham, we played these clips. I didn't think there was really anything wrong with them. Uh, But Kelvin Beecham on with Burns and Gambo Wednesday. I'll play this as the setup. What does he have to do, in your opinion, to be great? Grow up. (laughs) Give me an example be a man and grow up like it's not it's not complicated you got to be a leader of man period and he's not right now
1: he's maturing but he's not there yet he's not there it's, it's, not, there not, there yet. it's not a completed process it's not, it's yet. not a completed process There it is right there. It's not a completed process. And honestly, because I agree with Calvin Beecham, I do believe that he's not a completed process. He's going to continue to get better and better and better. When you look at him his first year, when he showed up here as a rookie to where he is right now, it's night and day. You can see the growth from Kyler Murray, but he's not done. He can't consider himself to be done growing in terms of being a leader. He just can't do it right there. Yeah, I mean, to, yeah, here,
0: I'm going to play the stuff from last year first, okay, because you and I have said on this show pretty consistently, uh, or at least I have, that I, that I feel like Kelvin Beecham is, is pretty down the middle on this compared to most people. I mean, I, I guess I'll reset this, this version of this take, but I feel like a lot of people rip Kyler Murray and they do it anonymously. And it'll just you'll see a story and it'll be like a former teammate said this or sometimes you'll see a current teammate said this or an opposing coach said this and they just trash Kyler Murray. And then you'll hear guys that are current teammates put their name to it, but they'll come out and they'll be like, No, he's the best thing ever. It's like, okay, where's the truth? Yeah. Right. I mean and so I, I Credit Kelvin Beachum for stuff like this. He said last March, actually, and and again, he was asked about Kyler Murray. This right. week, it's not like he was like, right. "I got to say something." But uh, this is Ky- this Kelvin Beecham a year ago when everybody was trashing Kyler Murray. You know, I think you, you have to have an appreciation for stability. And I think as an organization, we do have that stability right now. Uh, as it pertains to Kyler on the field, he loves to be competitive. and He loves to lead. Um, and I think he's continuing to mature. Um, he's matured since I've gotten here and I was in 2020. Um, and I can see that maturation continue to happen, the way in which uh, he spends time with his teammates um, outside of the building, uh, the way in which uh, he's asking more. Uh, of his teammates, uh, the way in which he's spending more time in the film with the coaches. Uh, he's maturing. Um, he still has a ways to go, uh, but he's starting, he's, he's really starting to, to turn that corner of maturing and being, uh, the franchise leader, uh, that I think we all want to see was a
1: See, year ago and there it is right there yeah. it, it's it's very very similar to what he was saying i think the grow up part right there is what everyone is focused on yeah. i think that's what people are hanging their hat on and saying he 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 shouldn't have said that um you know what for me right now tell the truth the truth as you know it i, I agree i agree with hollywood brown though and i know you're going to get to it right now hollywood brown of course tweeted out something and I feel badly based on I always admit this to you whenever whenever I take exception to something I said I feel badly for this because yesterday I totally agreed with the spirit of what's calvin beecham was saying and was hoping that kyler murray would embrace that because i do believe he's got to continue to grow especially as a leader his profile has got to continue to grow inside that locker room it has to happen i was hoping kyler murray would embrace all of this right now but in my zeal to agree with calvin beecham in what he was saying um I lost sight of the fact that you violated rule number one, and that is the code of the locker room. But he was asked about it, and I, he's been asked about it so many times. I know. Like, what, what is he, is he? And that's why we just played the cut you did, yeah. because this is nothing new to Calvin Beecham. He actually has said this. He's gone down this road before. He just didn't use the term grow up. So that's, that's what, that's what that's, I think it is, okay. don't you?
0: That's the only thing I can think of. I mean, because essentially everything else he said, and, and I haven't played all the audio from, from this week. And, you know, it, once once it gets picked up nationally, then obviously people start to run with it and they don't hear the whole context. And But Hollywood Brown did tweet out. <laughs> so I'm going to read as much of this as I can on the air. Uh, he tweeted this out yesterday. Somebody somebody had tweeted out at Kelvin Beach. I mean, don't you just have his number? Can't you just, can't you just talk to Kyler Murray it was basically the implication. Hollywood Brown quote tweeted that. Today. I ain't never seen this much collusion from within. We got each other's numbers, but steady get on podcast or tweet bleep. It'll be different if it was addressed in person first because one ain't never public bash or top down anybody even after years of running for his life. And the part at the end is a pretty clear shot of the offensive line
1: can't block for my quarterback. Yes, right. There's no other way to read that last part. Yes. Um. Okay, again, I have to agree with Hollywood Brown. I have to because Calvin Beecham is still too close to the situation right now to come out and say anything that is going to be negative, anything that would be negative about your teammate. Um, that, that is locker room code violation number one, if you ask me. So, again, I, I agree with the spirit of what Calvin Beecham is saying, but he should have never said it publicly in terms of saying grow up be a man because again you know how other people are going to read that immediately so so that to me is where i would take exception with calvin beecham and what he said i tired of answering questions about his quarterback probably 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 is uh the locker room is hallowed ground based to anybody that plays sports for the most part what happens in there stays in there Even if you're on your way out, you don't talk about your teammates. You just don't do it. And Beach knows that. So I wonder why he said that publicly. Again, why he said that publicly. He was asked, to your point, he is a very truthful guy. He's a very forthcoming guy. Maybe it's because Beach has had the conversation with Kyler. That's the one thing that I also took from Hollywood's tweet was the fact that maybe Beach has already said, you got to do this, Kyler. You got to do it, it. It strikes me knowing Calvin Beachum the way I think it, I do. It strikes me that he would have done that. Well, it raises a lot of questions. One of them,
0: it does now with all of this going on, sort of seem like they're... It seems to indicate there were issues within the locker room last season, at least, or a divide, maybe, of, okay, some guys think Kyler needs to to still improve, and some guys think he's just fine the way he is. It also would seem to indicate now, with everything going on, that Kelvin Beecham is on his way out. If, if, yeah, because he's a pretty smart guy that, you know, he, he said this stuff this week and I didn't think it was a big deal, but I'm sure he probably knew the power of his words if he knows other teammates in that room don't feel the same way he does. Um, but I will give him credit for even if he is leaving for putting his name on it and not just, hey, an yeah, anonymous. Right. And I'll give Hollywood Brown credit. It's been almost a full day now, and that tweet's still up there. Yes, that was one of those right. things where I squ- sc- immediately going, screenshotted it for the show because I was like, guys always delete these things. He didn't delete it. He's standing by it. And there's not anything wrong with what Hollywood what Brown's saying either. Yeah, It's just it's not ideal with two guys on the same
1: team are publicly arguing. No, exactly right. Um, you know, the thing that bums me out the most about this uh, two things. Number one, I hope Kyler Murray will embrace this. That's, that's number one. I want him to embrace it and, and to take it to heart and get better. And I also think that maybe this does mean that Beach is not coming back. And that bothers me. Yeah, that's not ideal. Um, but on that first point you just made,
0: and we'll get back into this a little bit later on, If Kyler Murray's best friend is immediately sending out a tweet like that of, you know, kind of shooting down that last line of, yeah, well, what's he supposed to do? He's running for his life all the time. That doesn't mean Kyler Murray thinks that exact thing. But does it really make you feel like Kyler Murray heard Calvin Beecham's words and was like, you know what? It is on me. That that last line seemed to be a like, yeah, this is just kind of a common thing we talk about, that Kyler's not getting the protection he needs. That's what Kyler thinks. I mean, I'm connecting dots that maybe shouldn't be connected, yeah. but that's the vibe that tweet gives off.
1: And we'll continue to talk about this as the show unfolds, of course. But, you know, once again, maybe Calvin Beecham said this because he believes it's the best thing for Kyler Murray, and maybe he's already had that conversation with him. I hope he has. Again, it seems like Beach to definitely do that, being the older guy, being a big brother, being a mentor the way that I know that he is right there, and also being very forthcoming and truthful. To me, I'd be surprised if he hasn't had this conversation with Kyle. Would he still get your vote for president? Yes. Okay.
0: Text us your thoughts to the FanDuel text line at six twenty-six twenty. right now. We come back. Are the Suns in danger of falling down the Western Conference standings with Kevin Durant out at least three weeks? They are 16-5 and five in their last 21. We'll get into that next. It's Wolf and Luke on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Yeah. Yeah. Wolf and Luke, Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. All right, well, the... Uh projected first round opponent of the Phoenix Suns changed again last night. It changes every night, whether they play or not. Well, that's how bunched up the Western Conference is right now. Now, Sacramento and Memphis both won so the Suns' uh, gap they have to close for second or third place is now two and a half games, and when you put that on top of the fact that we know KD is missing at least the next three weeks, which loosely translates to the next ten games. If you go, if you go three weeks from yesterday, if you take the Suns very literally when they say he'll be reevaluated in three weeks. From March 9th, that puts you March 30th. There's 10 games between now and then. Maybe not as likely they're going to run down one of those, uh, the second or third seed. So now you got to look at the teams behind them, and there are four teams within two or two and a half, uh, sorry, three or three and a half games behind them the other way. This could get dicey
1: here. <laughs> okay, so why do you say that, Luke? This could get dicey. Well, I'm, I, because are you talking the about the next three games? Because the next three games are brutal. Uh, the next eight games, six of them. Here's here's their next eight games, okay? <laughs> yeah, so you're not
0: talking about the next three I'm not three just games. talking about the next okay, three. Great. Now, I want to say this with the, the setup first, that the Suns have had to juggle infinite lineups over the last 21 games okay dating all the way back to cam johnson just getting back in the lineup when he was still a son and they are 16 and 5 in those 21 games yes so kd not playing doesn't suddenly mean they're going to lose eight straight but it is not kd and all of- also, not Mikkel Bridges or Cam Johnson. Like you don't have either of them either. Uh, but uh, their next six games are Sacramento tomorrow. Okay. That's the two seed in the West. Yes. Golden State in Golden State on Monday. That's Golden State. The defending champs who are horrible on the road, but okay. really good in their building. Right. Uh, it's Milwaukee the very next night here. Okay. Yes. Uh, Giannis hasn't played much this week, but that doesn't mean he's not going to play next week. Uh, Then they get Orlando and Oklahoma City next Thursday and Sunday.
1: Okay, so Orlando kind of a
0: break. right? Yeah, well, these are the two issues. Yeah, well,
1: Oklahoma City though, not so uh, fast. Yeah,
0: okay, but compared to what's coming up after that, then they go to L.A. to play the Lakers, who are playing good basketball right now, or at least Anthony Davis is. To Sacramento to play the Kings, who again, two seed in the West, and then home against uh, Philadelphia, who's good yes <laughs> i don't know what else to say so 6 of the next 8 games okay. are potentially very difficult when you're missing a huge piece this
1: this is not this, this would just, have been a great opportunity. Yeah. This is the reason why it's, it's so maddening. It's a missed maddening. opportunity. Yeah. This is the reason why it's so maddening. Get ready with the Chris Paul, with the Chris Paul comment, please. Get ready to play that because he sums it up. Um that stretch that you just laid out for everybody. That that would have been a great opportunity to go through the fire, so to speak, metaphorically speaking, but to go through it with Kevin Durant. And the Suns, uh, because coming out on the backside of that thing, you you'd probably feel really really good as to what you had to address, what the problems were, what the issues were, if there were any, and and what you what you don't have to you worry about. Could treat
0: about. especially the next three games almost like a, a mini playoff tune-up. Where look, even if you lose all the next three it doesn't really matter in terms of like your your overall outlook but you like you just said you could go through it as a team finally as a, as a team. because you get sacramento saturday and you end up playing three really good teams in what the span of 4 days I mean, that's, that's even more intense than, than than actual playoff series because of the condensed schedule, but Sacramento, golden state and Milwaukee, three games in four days. That's the sort of thing that can speed up the chemistry on the court that you might, your concern might've been, well, we, you know, we traded for this guy mid season or it's not even mid season. It's, it's the final third of the season when you make the trade. Uh, but now again, we're not going to see the true version of the Suns for a while. Here's your Chris Paul cut. Obviously, Kev's a huge part of our team. You know what I mean? And, uh, uh, anytime he's not out there or other guys in our rotation, you know we we gonna make do. But in order to you know really see what it looks like consistently, we got to try to get get our guys. Chris, are you concerned <clears> that you guys <throat> won't have enough time to jail? Nope. Little
1: stuff like this nothing like that. No sir. No. Yeah, nope. I love that right there. No, <laughs> no, he's, he's not. He's not terrified. He's not concerned. Chris Paul, man, Chris Paul's he's not seen everything. Don't look over here. There's nothing to see, said Chris Paul. But he did just say what I agree with and think is the key going forward right there. We got to see it consistently. We got to get our guys. Well,
0: to win a championship, a lot of stuff has to go right, too. You know what I mean? So when you ask Chris Paul, are you concerned? And it's a good follow-up question. We all like his answer of nope. Because they're still a good team. They're still a good team even without Katie. You still have Devin Booker, DeAndre Ayton, and Chris Paul. We're going to see how good they are. uh, But you need Kevin Durant to really go where you want to go in the playoffs. and, And to actually win a title... You do. Yeah, I mean, that's a very honest statement from Chris Paul. we got to get our actual rotation out there. Yes. Well, if they didn't even have it before the Kevin Durant trade, they never got to play with their actual team. Like We have not seen the Phoenix Suns play as, as like, their actual lineup, what it was supposed to be in that moment, more than 10 times this season. Yes. I don't even think it's been 10,
1: honestly. I think it's been 8. Yes, I'm I i I'm sorry. Um, again, it's a missed opportunity. That's the thing. I'm not saying it's over. <laughs> I'm not worried about it. Kevin Durant is going to be KD when he gets back, and hopefully he's going to be healthy when he gets back right now. But it's a missed opportunity. There's no other way to cut it. There's no other way you can parse this, especially just these next three games. Talking about Sacramento at home at Golden State and then Milwaukee at home as well. Those three games in particular, that would have been an excellent litmus test as to where the Suns are with KD. That would have that would have given them a great foundation as to truly look at it and say this is where they are and here's where we need to go. Here's here's how we get better and here's what we need to to improve on and here's what we don't really have to worry about. Yeah, here's uh, here's Charles Barkley yesterday weighing in on it. They're number four now, but they're only three games from they're only three games from ninth. I mean, you think about that one four in a row. They're, if they lose five games in a row, which I would, I would love to see their schedule. They could get. I mean, it's going to be very interesting the next month when I'm in New York. I'm going to keep one eye on March Madness, one eye on the Western Conference. Because the only sure thing is the Nuggets are going to finish with the best record in the West. I don't even know who's going to finish uh, second. Phoenix, by the way, home against Sacramento. That's, that's, on that's Saturday. That's, that's a hard game. Then at Golden State. That's a really that's hard, a hard game. game. Home against the Bucks. Ooh, Lord. Home against the Magic oh, at OKC, goodness. at the Lakers at SAC. and that's just their next few games right there. There's only one sure one at home, it? and nine at home, which one is seven that? on They're the Magic. Way. <laughs> the Lakers are playing, Anthony Davis playing great right now. The Warriors are playing great at home.
0: What I would say though, and we'll get back into this, the Suns right now, standings wise, are, are kind of on an island. Like they sort of have a buffer both ways. They're the only team in the Western Conference because, so Denver set them aside. Sacramento and Memphis are tied right now for second and third. The Suns are two and a half back of them and three up on the next group. But the next group is the Clippers, Warriors, Timberwolves, Mavericks, Lakers, Pelicans, Jazz. I mean, they're all separated by two and a half games. Missed opportunity. Yeah. Hope, hopefully. Hopefully that's all it is because I, I don't, at this point, really care who they play in the first round. There's not like an easy team, but you don't want to drop into the play-in. That's, that's the one thing that you, you have to avoid. All right. We come back. Did uh, last night's very late win over USC. Get ASU into the big dance. They play again at 930 tonight. So I'm assuming the selection committee's just never going to see ASU play a basketball game. It's Wolf and Luke in Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Wolf and Luke Middays, Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. All right, we're at that point of the year, Wolf, where I just get upset. It's like March March and October are my two favorite sports months of the year. But this week leading into Selection Sunday, I'm just arguing with people all day today. You're just getting upset uh, in March the way I get upset in October. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. Okay. Look, you will give me... I've been pretty consistent with ASU, right? Yes. When We played the cut of Bobby Hurley earlier in the week, and, and he kind of implied we have to do more than other schools, and he was frustrated, and I said, look, I agree with that in some cases, but right now, you've put yourself in this position. you got to go win two games in the Pac-12 tournament. Yes. Right? And then when they beat Oregon State the other night, I was like, I think it's ridiculous that, that nobody on the committee probably watched that game, but you still need to beat USC on Thursday. Well, they beat them. They beat them. They should be in. But I'm just looking at Joe Leonardi's on the bubble, and he has ASU as the last of the last four in, okay? Finally okay. ahead of Oklahoma State, who's 18 and 15. Okay. And that's the one everybody's <laughs> giving me pushback on. All the argument, well, the Big 12's better than the Pac-12. I don't care. why are we playing the games?
1: Yes, exactly. Then just at the start of the season, say, this team will win, so we're going to give it to them. Don't worry about it. They beat USC. They had to beat USC, and they did it. Okay. They did it last night. But that's a huge step forward
0: for it, them. It is a huge step forward, and they, are, they have 22 wins, and they've beaten some good teams. I get that the Pac-12 is not the Big 12, but they've beaten some pretty good teams, and they've won 22 games. They should be in. The problem is... If they lose tonight, let's just use simple logic here. Oklahoma State doesn't play again. ASU does. If ASU loses, aren't they going to drop back behind Oklahoma State in this convoluted, we put in whoever we actually want to put in
1: mentality? Are you telling me right now this loss and how they lose, if they lose to the U of A, matters? I think if they
0: lose to U of A by one point... People are going to be like, well, we got to move them. And right now, they're the last one in, and Oklahoma State's the first one out. Yeah. So they're going to take a team with four less wins. Right. And whatever that'll be well, at that point, two or three more losses. Yes. They're going to take them
1: over ASU because Kansas is good. Okay, listen, let's hope the selection committee is not Joe Lenardi. all right? Let's hope that. It's not even Joe Linardi. That's just the stupid logic that's out there. Of course, right? But um, the stupid logic is not sitting in the selection committee, correct? Hopefully. (laughs) (laughs) You never know. You never know. That's exactly right. Listen, I, I don't know. What I do know is this. If they lose last night's game, I don't think they're in the tournament. No, I agree. they would have hey, lost yeah. last night, I don't think they're in the tournament. Uh, I think they're in the tournament, right? I could be dead wrong on that, basis. So on I'm not sitting on the selection committee. I don't have their brains, there's no doubt. Some of the logic that is out there, okay, whatever it may be, to me, they deserve it. They beat USC. They've got 22 wins on the season. I think they've done enough. We'll see.
0: Common sense would indicate... Even if they lose to U of A tonight, who, by the way, is a top 10 team who they've beaten once and played very closely the other time, they just couldn't hit a shot if they play them closely again tonight they'll be 22 and 12 now again if you want to tell me they're 22 and 12 and Man. Oklahoma State's 21 and 12 and Oklahoma State is in a tougher conference okay then it's close isn't Even it? 20 yeah even 20 18 and 15 yeah like at a certain point the record's got to mean something otherwise but why why again i'll just come back to why are you playing the games you could just at the start of the season be like well we're going to take 10 teams out of this conference cuz it's better it doesn't matter what any of them do it, it's like the It's like Vanderbilt in the SEC every year when it comes down to football. Just because Alabama's good doesn't make Vanderbilt good. It just means they're in the same conference.
1: Yeah, I think, unfortunately, I I do believe that if you tell me ASU gets blown out by the U of A, if they were to get blown out maybe they they maybe i'm going to reconsider whether they're in or not if they get blown out because i think it does this all matters it it does it matter it all matters to these
0: people and maybe there's another team that that jumps like because the logic the other way is utah state's the team listed right in front of asu okay and the knock on utah state would be they don't play anybody even compared to asu right but they're 25 and seven. Mm-hmm. So if you're going to tell me Utah State should be ahead of ASU, even though they haven't played the schedule ASU has, I'm cool with that because they've won 25 games. but you just you can't pick and choose the logic both ways. You can't say Utah State's ahead of ASU because they won more games, but then Oklahoma State's going to be ahead of them because they play tougher teams. It's like what,
1: what is it? Yeah, listen, I don't know what it is. The selection committee knows what it is, and do they you just got to take care of business and play. You know what, go out there and play the way they did last night. That's what I'd love to see them do against the U of A. And a gross simplification of the truth, ASU won the game because of how well they played in the first half. Yeah, I used to have an old coach, Luke. My old coach used to say that, you know what, um, how you started games, let your opponent know how you felt about yourself and how you felt about them in terms of what you were going to have to do to try to beat them. He would try to challenge us immediately to put your best foot forward, to come out ready to go. And that's what I saw last they night. You did that last night, I, yeah. I love the desperation as well, onians that I saw in the second half, the desperation 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 from the sun devils even though they had a 14 point lead they knew it was coming they knew the run was coming they knew usc was going to come out they were going to be ready to ball out they knew it i saw more desperation from the sun devils in the second half than i did in the first half yeah and i love that and yet they played exceptionally well in the first half so, to me, um, you know what? This might be a wake-up call, and it's going to be really interesting to see how they play tonight. Well, if they beat U of A, then I think, obviously,
0: you're just in, and there's no conversation. Of course. I just don't think there should be much of a conversation now because you've done, realistically, what you should have had to do. Now, that sets aside the whole fact that this is a rivalry game, that you just beat U of A on a buzzer beater, and it was a 60-footer, so I'm sure U of A is not happy about that. Um, you, have, you, just, you have all that tied into this as... As well, here's Bobby Hurley on playing U of A second or now third time.
1: It was a big time game. I, I, I said after, it felt like you know uh, an Elite Eight type of game. The, the, the scoring, the, uh, the shot making, it was uh, an early glimpse uh, into March Madness and what that's all about. And uh, you know, we have a lot of respect for for Arizona and the program they have and what they've accomplished. Uh, you know, since I've been here, and it's, you know more particularly the last two years. And uh, you know, they could be in so many different ways. And and uh, They have the front court. They got. Uh, it's going to be more of an up tempo game than even tonight. You know, so uh, you know, there's a lot of things that we're going to have to do uh, in order to have some success tomorrow night. And uh, you know, but it's it's what you live for. It's it's uh, to be in the semifinals of a tournament like this with with the teams that are still left. It's uh, you know, we feel like blessed and just can't wait for the opportunity. Yeah, this is and this is a game that you could look at and say we belong. We belong, based on how you're going to play U of A. That's why I'm very, very interested to see how they come out. Are they going to come out with the same kind of confidence they came out against USC? Are they going to come out like that? Because to me, you could see it. This was a very, very confident team that came out against USC. Now, again, I get it. USC is not the U of A. But But USC is a tournament team. Yeah, a tournament team, but knowing the fact they actually beat them. Now, I I know it took a 60-foot shot to beat the U of A, of course, um, on their court. I understand that, but that is going to give them confidence as well. And confidence is the currency of competition, as you well know.
0: Yeah, I, I 100% agree with that. And, and I would even go one step further of you. Yes, it took a buzzer beater to beat U of A, but you, you were in a position where a buzzer beater would beat U of exactly. A in Tucson. And you the, beat the first time you played back on New Year's Eve, ASU lost that game by nine sixty nine sixty 60 in Tempe. But anybody that watched that game, it was close to the. So you've now played U of A, who, you know, this pains me to say it, but they're one of the best teams in the country. Sure, You've played them close both times sure. you've played them. If you yes. play them closely again tonight, you should be in. You know, barring some, uh, I some bad right team.
1: Now. I think they're in right now, unless they get blown out. Okay. Honestly. I'm hold you to that. I, I, I do. I, you know, I, I think, yeah, but this coming from a guy that, to believe KD, I wasn't going to was bring that up. On, I
0: figured you were going to start being right right now. Just
1: roll your ankle like that and finish your workout. What are you doing, KD? You're, you're really
0: you're killing your own argument here. Uh, real quick, Desmond Cambridge yesterday. These are the games you you live for, and uh, that last game that, that was amazing. It's going to be hard to you know overcome that, you know, and just in terms of feeling. But I've never experienced a Pac-12 championship either, and I and I know that's going to feel good. So to do that, we have to beat a good team like Arizona, and um, yeah. Um, they're a good team, and We're a good team. And just as a competitor, um, these are the kind of games you want to play. So um, we're looking forward to it,
1: and we're ready to play. Boy, I loved it, too. He came out, Desmond Cambridge, and the way he played in that first half, specifically right there. Let everyone else know. Let his teammates know. Listen, we got this. Let's go. Let's ball out. Had a fourteen point lead after after the first half. Yeah.
0: Uh, you never know what you're gonna get from ASU. I was I was impressed by the way they started. Cambridge set that the game. tone as far as I'm concerned for this team. Uh when we come back, is Will Anderson good enough to the point where the Cardinals should just ignore calls from other teams about a potential draft day trade? We will get into that next. It's Wolf and Luke on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader.